0: communication social media promotion and business leadership let's do it this is the author to authority podcast and now your host the extraordinary word ninja kim thompson pinder
1: welcome to the author to authority podcast and if you have ever wondered about what it really takes to run a successful business, then you are going to enjoy today's episode. Braith Bamkin has supported thousands of business people to take their businesses to new heights through his role as BIN Melbourne Central Executive Director. And that's that's pretty high up. He's a certified <laughs> practicing marketer who has corporate experience but lives in and loves the small business world. He's also run several of his own businesses as well, has done time in corporate. So it's fair to say he knows his stuff. Now, if you want dry and boring, Braith is not your guy. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. the Extraordinary word ninja.
2: <laughs> We've already been having a laugh off air, haven't we? So this is going to be a fun interview.
1: So, Bray, this is your first time on the Author to Authority podcast. So what I would love for you to do is just take some time and share your business story. You know, how did you get into BNI? And then, you know, how did you transition into becoming a certified practicing marketer?
2: <laughs> Great questions. Do you want the long or the short version, Kim? The five to seven minute version. I'll give, you, I'll give you the medium version. Look, I started out. After I left university, I, I did a degree in, in organizational psychology, so I've always been really interested in people and the way they behave. And I was in the first few years I in the workforce, I worked in commercial textiles to selling to architects and interior designers, and I really learned how to sell. I went overseas with that company. I opened their offices overseas, so uh, that was an extraordinary opportunity a while ago it was the early 90s (laughs) but uh then i came back did a master's degree in marketing and I, i was really interested in marketing i thought there's only so many meters of fabric you can sell in your life and and just through serendipity and chance, I ended up getting a job at Nokia back in the day when it was really cool, before they had the little 3 Series phones. And I was there when the 3 Series, the little tiny 3 Series phones. Some of your younger audience probably don't know what we're talking about, but the very first of the smaller phones that came out in the, in the 90s. And it was exciting. It was fun. And then I moved through various telco companies in Australia, but ended up taking a redundancy and going overseas for six months to find myself uh, and uh, came back to Australia. What what did you find? (laughs) I found that I love travelling, but I had to pay for it somehow. (laughs) That was a big discovery. I I could do it forever, but there's this little thing called paying off the credit. (laughs) But I came back and again through chance. I ended up becoming the National Sales and Marketing Manager for a mattress a company and they fra- had franchises and I uh, ended up buying one of their franchises as well. And through that, I was in- invited along as a visitor to BNI like 15, to 17 years ago. And for those of your audience members who don't know BNI, it's a professional marketing and networking organisation. People go to a weekly meeting. I thought I'd walked into a crazy cult of early morning happy people. I thought, this is not for me. (laughs) In in those days, I wasn't getting up at 4.30 in the morning, which is what I do now anyway. But, you know, and I ended up joining. I loved it. I I made really good friends out of that. I realized that I'd always been networking and I loved that way of selling through relational selling. I enjoy people. I, you know, I had a strong marketing background. And then I ended up buying the Melbourne franchise. And, you know, here I am all these years later. And during that period, people have come to me and asked me to coach and mentor them and also to to do public speaking. So I do a lot of public speaking. don't I do the coaching and mentoring. I decided to create courses online so i could get my knowledge out so is that the good abridged version i think i did pretty well <laughs> <laughs> i could have gone on for half an hour on that one
1: <laughs> i know they have several different versions of my story including the two minute the five minute the seven minute the 10 minute the <laughs> 15 minute and the 20 minute one so i get it you know one of the things that i loved about your stories is this especially at the end there where you you realize that you know your time was better spent trying to you know individually coach you created programs and i yeah. think that's you know that's something that when you're building a business you have to take into wow. consideration is is your time and if you're yes. working one on one which is fine but you're not charging enough for that one on one time yes you know you're not you're not building a business you're hiring yourself out and you're not really making any money. So I love that you created those programs so that, you know, people can benefit from the coaching, you know, and then if they do want one-on-one time with you, well, that's. I
2: ain't that's cheap.
1: <laughs> <It's pushable. laughs>
2: Well, you know, that's, you bring up a really good point because I I was even worse than that, Kim. I was giving my time away because I'm a boy that can't say no, because I want to help people. And I know a lot of people. I, I have a lot of people in my inner circle and they would ask me to do things and I would just say yes and I would not charge for it. And you know, we'll talk about my book later. And that book simply came about because people were asked they could see i was getting a result and they were asking me to come and talk about that for free at their workplaces and i was saying yes 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 of course i'd love to help you then i realized i would created this whole new career that i wasn't getting paid for and it wasn't (laughs) even what i wanted i'm like no i have to work out how i can get that information across to people because i felt it was important without it impacting on my life and my time and uh, You know, I can say no, but I find it hard (laughs) and I'm learning.
1: (laughs) I I think it's one thing I've learned is, is that once you have your priorities straight and set in terms of your business, um, then you can gauge everything through those priorities. And there may yes. be times that you still say yes to someone, right? Because you really feel that you should. And I think there yeah. there is still an element even in business where you need to give back. You need to pay it forward, 100%. right? It's the balance. It's the it, balance yeah, 100%, 100%. in those.
2: 100%. You know, yesterday I had lunch with a one of our members and you know, we ended up having a five-hour lunch, and I would never have been able to do that had I not had the flexibility of my time and yeah. was able to. And thought this is really worthwhile. I really want to help this person. I really am enjoying this conversation. Mm-hmm. Filled me up, and I thought to myself, if if I had not have freed up my time years ago, I've been free free for a long time. I would not have had the opportunity. I would have had to have said, "Sorry, I've got to go," and and I wouldn't have been able to help that person at an individual level. And that fulfilled me. That made me really happy. I know I helped mm. her. It was great. It was amazing. I loved it. Sorry there. It's That's allergy
1: okay. season. and I always <laughs> <with> <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: got my water here too. We've got to have our water when we're speaking, haven't we?
1: You know, the thing is, is that as a as a business owner, it is okay to give a percentage of your time back. You know, yeah. it's not it's not about, oh, everything you do has to be paid. You know, I give my time to this podcast because I mm-hmm. want to help help people build good, strong businesses. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and I usually give that. away
1: an hour of my time. You know, if people have questions about writing a book or something like yeah. that, you know, I will do that. But I'm not giving away all of my time for free. Yeah. But I'm choosing and, what time I give away for free.
2: And you feel good, right? And you feel really yeah. fulfilled. And that helps you serve the other people because it lifts you up. And that way, when you're lifted up, you're a better version of yourself. And then you can really invest in the in the money-making activities that you want to do. And, you know, not every hero comes as a first responder. In, in business, if you can help pe- other people in business, you're helping families, you're helping communities. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You know, I, I couldn't be a first responder. My hat goes off to those people. I think it's an amazing job that they do. But we it's incumbent upon us as business people to contribute to the world in, in the way that <laughs> our skills are designed to, to, to help. And I know yeah. for me, it's helping people to get their family, business, and communities into the best shape possible. And I think there's a very worthwhile endeavors doing
1: that. Oh, I so agree. Well, we're um, going to shift gears here because I want to give you some time, make sure that I give you lots of time to yeah. share, because I know you've come prepared today to talk about building a successful business. So I'm going to let you yep. share for a bit, and then I might interrupt you and ask you a few questions. Sure. Well, you know, I've worked
2: with so many people in BNI in, in Melbourne over the years, and I kind of cracked the code on what I see the key ingredients to help people Really successful people have that are common across this success mm-hmm. cohort. So I can see that there's some basic things that all successful business owners seem to possess. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be really worthwhile sharing that. And this is something I talk about a lot. And and you know, it's not you know earth shattering, but when you realize that there's a commonality over thousands of people, you start to realize, okay. I need to sort of focus on this. So the first thing I know is that people are givers. So we've just talked about that. So if you are not somebody that is going to give of yourself to other people and to help other people, in B I we talk about givers gain and, you know, the other parts of the world we would talk about law of reciprocity. But if you're not willing to give first, you ain't going to get nothing back full stop. End of story. You know, you will have to work really hard to make up for that. But people who come with a, there's a real genuine desire to help other people and they're real about it and they give and expect nothing back, always get the most in return. I've seen it time after time we just talked about that before and if any of your listeners have done any volunteer work they would know that you know the more you give in your volunteer capacity the more you seem to get back as a human being and you know it might come back as monetary it might come back in all sorts of other ways but that is a very consistent and common theme I see with successful business people the other thing that I see and you know if If you can get that part right and then you can get this part right, I think you're really setting yourself up for success. And that is knowing who you want to do business with and why you want to do business with those people. And so just to take a step back from that, to understand what that really means is every business, all of our businesses are here to solve a problem. That's the only reason a business exists. You are solving somebody else's problem, right? We all have problems in our life. Your podcast addresses the problem that you know coaches and, and authority people who are wanting to use a, a book to grow their business, so they're solving someone's problem to help other people. Yes. That's the problem that they're, that they're there to, to help. So when you know what you're about mm-hmm. and you really are clear on the problem that you're solving and the target market and the more specific you can get, and this is the key, the, the better. more specific you can get, the better you will be because... You might have heard this, the riches are in the niches. So that the more specific you get, the more money you will generate for yourself and the easier it is for your business. And if you think about I'm using my hands, for those of those who are listening, they can't see it. I've got my sort of hands on a preposition forward direction. It's like the prow of a ship. If you're pushing through the water and it's really sharp, it's really easy to get through that water, right? But if you've got yeah. a big, huge barge and you're trying to get everything and you're pushing like that, it's hard to get through the water because the slipstream is easier when you're focused. And the more specific you are, the easier it is for people to go, yes, Kim can solve my problem because I know she fixes this issue for me. Or Braith can solve this problem because I know his business is Mm -hmm. going to be able to help that. And I want to give an example because sometimes people find this hard to, to get through. So, Back in my mattress days, in our mattress business, you know, you could easily ask for referrals for people who've got bad backs. Like, you know, I know who hasn't had a bad back at some point in time. We've all had a bad back, right? Well, everyone over 18's had a bad back at some You know, people can't latch onto that because it's a really broad thing. And I go, well, everyone's had one. So they just give up. But if I said to you, I would like to be connected to health professionals in the Bayside area who work with people who have had serious injury and they're working them through rehab to come back from serious injury because we know that those people who have had serious injury have sleep problems and sleep contributes to the success or otherwise of of their wellness journey, then that would be a great referral to me. But you can see I'm really specific. I've given an area or a very specific profession, the type of person I want referred to me. But do you think people who have bad backs can work out that we can help them? Of course they can. They go, Oh, well, if you can help people who are really serious post injury, you could probably help me because I've just got a sore back from doing the gardening, you know, every weekend. So people can work out the extrapolation when you give them the really sharp, yes. clear focus. So people get business owners get scared if I'm too specific, then I miss out on everyone. People aren't stupid. They can work out from what you do with mm-hmm. your specificity if you could also help them. But the reality is you don't have to serve everyone because there is enough business for everybody out there. And no matter what problem you are solving, I say to, to my friends, no matter what you've got for sale, there is somebody who wants to yes. buy your product. You just need to be clear that this is the problem you're solving and then work out how you connect with them. So they're the two things that I think are really really crucial to getting any business successful. And then I think you'd have... I'm going to stop then, you there.
1: Oh, stop <laughs> me. I'll go forever. <laughs> stop me, Kim. <again. laughs> uh, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking about, you said, in terms of both the giving and, you know, having that niche, niche market. You talked about when you give, you don't always get back monetarily. But I wanted to focus in on that for a minute because I think somebody, sometimes people miss it because we say, Oh, you give and you get back. Right. What I think, especially like, like, let's not talk about necessarily, you know, life volunteer that, that side of it for right now, but let's focus in on the business side of it. When you give Mm -hmm. in your business, what you don't realize is that. Yeah, there's times you get back financially, but some of the other things that you get back. Build your business way more than any money. What I've learned is when I give, a referral will come in from somewhere. I wasn't expecting it. Didn't Mm -hmm. even know about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody now I've got clients who refer business to me on a regular. So when they contact me, I'm not surprised. But, you know, I've had times where, you know, it's been rough. I've been struggling. You know, do I do I take my time to give or do I, you know, start hoarding things in and, you know, but it's in my nature to give. So I give even Mm -hmm. when it hurts. And, you know, all of a sudden out of the blue, a referral come in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had I've had it twice now where I had met someone in work meeting. I had talked to them. They were interested in doing a book. We do all the preliminary stuff and it just falls apart. It doesn't work out. They didn't have the money. They didn't have the time. Okay, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. let's keep in touch, that kind of stuff. It was mm-hmm. it was no big deal, okay? But I've had twice. And both when, you know, it's been those rougher times in business where I would get a referral out of the blue. And it was just from someone I met at a networking meeting that I talked to once that didn't even do a book with me. So, you know, when you give, it does come back. Sometimes it comes mm-hmm. back in connections, Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to be connected to a certain person, and because you have been generous and you give, right? When you need that connection, people are like, "Oh yeah, I will help you," mm-hmm. right? Because you give, because
2: you're putting it out there, right? Yeah. When yeah, when you're out that. in the world, people feel it.
1: Yeah, you know the the other part with um, uh, niching down. The one thing. I, Here's how I explained the concept that you just said. If you don't niche down, you may have to talk to a hundred people to find one person who's going to want what you're offering. Right? I don't know about you, but as a solopreneur, small business owner, I don't have time to talk to a hundred people. I've got so much right. on my plate. Right. But yeah. if let's say you really target it down, now maybe you might only have to talk to five or ten people.
2: Mm. And out of Imagine those five like, or ten people. You're going to convert more of those people.
1: Yeah, like you'd probably convert one or two. And when you get Mm -hmm. really good at it, you might convert three or four. Exactly. So you're you're spending less time when you're targeted and you're getting more results.
2: Mm. You've absolutely nailed the concept 100%. And I think that's great clarification because I think that... People don't often realize that's the playthrough. So that's the end result of getting that specific is that things get easier for you because people can connect with you. And I love the thing that you said before about, you know, you've put the energy out there. You have really worked hard at helping other people, even though when you were, you know, in a tough situation yourself. But I will say this about that. No matter how much you give of yourself, you always feel good. It feels good to give to people. Like I say to people who are feeling down or depressed or, you know, when things aren't going well in their business, go and do something nice for someone else. because It'll just make you feel good. And, you know, that's a nice thing, right?
1: You know, the other thing I've learned with that is sometimes when you do that and you see the situation that other people are in, yeah. all of a sudden you start to realize that your situation isn't all that bad. Correct.
2: Yeah,
1: had that one happen many times. I'm like, I'm like, God, I'm not enjoying life. This is going on, and that is going (laughs) on. And then, you know, God looks at me and says, "Okay, I want you to help this person over here who hasn't eaten today."
2: Yeah, right. So there's always somebody who has got. I'm
1: like, okay, Lord, I think I get what you're trying to tell me. And I had three meals today, so I'm yeah, I'm just gonna shut my mouth now. Because, you
2: know, we can throw ourselves pity parties all day long, but then you can walk out. I don't know what it's like in in Canada, but you walk into the streets in in Melbourne and you see street people and you go, right, so I ain't having it that bad because I'm sleeping in the bed tonight and that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you had some more to share with us. Well, the addendum to that was I think it's really important that you get very clear about your own business. And I think the, the, the... the precursor to doing the specificity stuff is knowing where you stand. And I think the three things that I would really encourage everyone to do is get clear on their business vision. So what it, where is it that you want to take your business? So what, what is it that you want to achieve? And then your mission. And that's how you're going to achieve it. But I think the really, really important stuff is what are your values? Because if you know your values as a person and as a business, then you can make decisions all day long that are really easy. And I think people who find decision making difficult because they don't have their the vision of their business clear and they're not sure what their values are because if you've got that clear when a decision comes oh, yeah. your way you can align it it's either aligned to where you're going or it's not yes or no and that makes decision making really easy and then it makes do I do this activity you know that I, that come my way or not because is it going to serve my target market or is it Is it not? Is it going to align with my values? And at the moment, the hottest trend in marketing is personalization. So we've got technology that enables us to personalize our marketing communications through the digital world And, and even outside of the digital world now. There's a lot more personalization, but your target market isn't going to come along for the ride with you or your business if they don't feel that your values and your vision aligns with them. And it's totally okay if you don't because they'll be served by somebody else. But there are a lot of people I know for every single person listening to this podcast that has an audience out there that is so aligned to their values and their vision And they want to come along for the journey with you. And you know what that makes them? That makes them really sticky because they stay with you a lot longer and they spend more money because they feel that you're on the journey together and they can buy into that. Now, Apple has been doing that really well for a long time. That's an easy example to use because, you know, for those of us who have been around since the 80s, we'll remember all of those ads that they had in the 80s, but the younger people, you know, but you can see it in their advertising. It's very clear. They know who's coming on the journey with them and then they speak directly to those people of course other people buy their products you know I'm an Apple user I like to think I'm really cool and and, you know in in the know but I'm probably not but I love it because it speaks to me their products speak to me but I come for that journey and I've been a really big Apple consumer for a a very long time since I left Nokia I've been 100% Apple so you can do that in a small business. Yes, in a small business, if you do that, even if you're a solopreneur, if you're really clear about what you stand for and you put it out there, all your branding will then align. You know, in the old days, we used to talk about brand guidelines, which was your logos and your colors and all of that. But now it's brand voice. You know, people want yeah. to have a brand voice. So, you know, don't know about all of your audience, but I mean, I have a team of assistants that help me. They know the language that I use. This is how you respond to emails because this is the way I speak. Business person, but I'm business casual. So you rarely see me wearing a suit. You know, very, very formal occasions I will. But, you know, I generally wear a black polo shirt and jeans and RM Williams boots because that's the brand voice I want to share. I want to be approachable. You know i have that thing going on i have you look at my website you'll see that my colors are very aligned you'll see that the language i use is very aligned you'll see that font is aligned to my open and friendly nature i hope i'm open yeah. and friendly <laughs> so you you align all of that stuff up it's layer upon layer upon layer and people go yes I relate to that person. But you know, there are people that will not like my style. Like go, he never wears a suit, he's not serious enough, you know, he's not my guy. And you know, that's totally okay. Because I've got a whole bunch of people that think I'm fabulous. And I am fabulous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you're talking about the young people and it just triggered a weird thought in my brain. So if you want a really good laugh, okay, yeah, go on YouTube yeah. and search out teenagers trying to use a rotary phone. Oh, wow. That's something I can imagine to be fun. <laughs> Are they trying to press yeah. buttons? No, no. The one. Yeah,
2: but the kid's trying to press the buttons or something.
1: Oh, just just Google the videos. It's hilarious, especially it's the one right. where you, where you had to put your finger in and go. They can't figure out how to use those phones. It's hilarious. I love it. Love it. I love it. So anyway, we're going to switch gears again. These are the crazy thoughts I have when I'm interviewing people. I want to talk talk about your book, Braith. So your book is Breathe Easy, Simple Ways to Stay Well-Connected. So the first question (laughs) is, and there'll be a few, what is the book about?
2: Uh, So years ago, I was not doing so well in my business. I had a business partner and we were not aligned and got stressed and very unwell up getting a bell's palsy which is a facial paralysis you know when when you're stressed and you're not doing well your body reacts right so something's gonna break it's just it always happens like i'm sure your audience has had that before so it was bad now it's you know stress one of the ways to get out of bell's palsy is apart from all the medicines that i got it was the therapy with laughter yoga and i'd never heard of it before have you heard of laughter yoga oh it is amazing you've got to google it it's so much fun so it's laughter for, for no reason at all you're not laughing at jokes but it's what it's a way of bringing laughter into your life there's a whole process around it i loved it so much i went out and became a laughter yoga instructor believe it or not And no, like people laugh at that there's a five-day course to learn how to be a laugh yoga instructor it's serious business right <laughs> but you know it's serious business wacky people like, because you know it was amazing and I loved it and laughter is really the gateway to breath work and you know, breath work has been in the zeitgeist for the last you know 10 years and you know I became qualified breath coach and I didn't do that for other people I did that for me because once I got yeah. into it I really wanted to learn more about it and so I got very qualified I've spent a lot of time doing that but people could see the difference right they were going wow your business is doing really well you seem really happy you know your bell's palsy going. all of that was and people were saying all the time can you help me and i'm a boy that can't say no and i was saying yes 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 all the time and then it just became very obvious to me that I was going to give so much of my life doing this that it was going to become a full time job. And I just simply didn't have the time to to be able to commit to that. So I decided to write a book. And the reason that I wrote it is because I'm a, you know, a 57 year old white middle aged man living in a big city in Australia. You know, we're not exactly, you know, the, the hottest ticket in town these days, but I have a particular presence about me. So people, would look at me, would not say I'd be a laughter yoga instructor or, or a breath coach because they usually associate that with you know a different look or feel. But because I'm a business person and people know me as a business person, they could see that it was bringing value into my life. So in the context of business people getting some space in their life and taking control of their mind and, and, and the way they react to stuff going on in their life and their business... I felt I would write this book to make it really simple for business people and professional people to use the tools to enhance their life. so that when people said to yes. me, hey, Brace, can you come and teach me on, you know, the breathwork stuff or the laughter yoga stuff, I'm going, how about you read my book? And that is why I did it. And it means that I now no longer go and help people one-on-one. I don't go to to offices to do this anymore. I give them my my book. And on the odd occasion, when people really want me to do it in their business, I can charge for it because I've got the authority because I have the book and there's information in there. You know, as you would know, as soon as you've written the book, you, you have a level of gravitas in in yourself and so you know, oh he's serious like he knows his stuff and we would better get him in because he's an authority on that at that area so yeah. that's something that's kind of happened just by accident but you know I just knew i had to get that information out there by written by a business person using language that wasn't going to make business people or professional people feel uncomfortable because a lot of the the breath work laughter yoga world can kind of kind of be on the the crystal and tie dye stuff, which there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of people don't relate to that because, as we said before, when you're specific about your target market, those people will connect with you. So the business people look at me and they go, well, if he can do it, I can do it, right? So yeah. that's kind of how they feel. But, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with anybody else doing it who has any look or feel because they will have their tribe and those people will follow them. And yes, then we're then all better off, right?
1: <laughs> so we've got 2 3 minutes left. So I've got to ask you the question that I ask yeah. every single author that comes on the show. So yeah. you'll have a short time to answer and then we've got to close off, but can't not ask the question. So oh. what was <laughs> the good, the bad and the ugly about publishing writing and publishing that book?
2: Well, the good was that I really felt that I was giving information to the world that was going to be helpful. That that really was what I had in my heart and in my head as I was writing it. The bad is (laughs) sitting down and writing it, (laughs) you know, that can be – really challenging. And, and I wrote it during our first lockdown in Australia, right at the beginning of 2020. I'd started writing it in 2019, but then the whole thing happened. As, as COVID came, I went, right, well, I have no excuse now. Excuse That's now. the bad. And you the, know and the, what the real ugly was? Is letting my baby go out into the world because I felt I would be judged. That was the ugly part. And then I, but I got over that fast.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Everybody else's business crashed Mine exploded because now yeah. nobody had the time excuse anymore. I know, right? Everybody had the time. So, you know, not that I have a telephone in my house, but, you know, the phone was kind of ringing off the hook. It's like, you know, Kim, we were talking about doing a book. And I mean, I was getting <laughs> that all the time. You know, yeah. 2019 was not a good business year for me. I came out of it wondering if business was going to survive. You know, um. was working through the 90-day you know marketing selling cycle to get things moving yeah. again the pandemic hit and my business went nuts oh, completely like totally bad. nuts and and it was so funny but i could still relate to everyone because 2019 had not been a good year you know and everybody else was successful and their businesses were thriving and i'm struggling all <laughs> over the place and you know wondering am i going to be able to keep my doors open and uh, you know, and, that, and then the reverse, everyone else was struggling. And and so I was able, you know, not only did my business thrive, but I was already able to speak to people who were struggling and say, yeah. you know, I was just there, right? And here are some of the things that you can do. So we have about a minute or so left, right <laughs> What I would love for you to do is if people have really enjoyed this episode and they want to connect with you, What's the best way to do it? And one very quick final thought.
2: Okay, so jump onto my website, braithbamkin.com. There's a bunch of free... Most of the stuff I do on that website is free because I have a lot of stuff I want to share with people. So there's a really good course called a free mini course, three-step mini course on how to get your business referral ready. Now, even if you're not looking for referrals and you're looking to get marketing traditional marketing that's a really good it'll take you about an hour but it'll get you really clear on how you communicate to people what you're about so that will really help you there's a whole lot of free guides on there there's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, my final thought is business people who don't spend time taking time out really thinking about who they want to do business with and why and what they stand for are always going to be looking for the next big thing. And as a business person, I know I used to jump from one idea to the next idea to the next idea. Successful business owners do do one thing a thousand times, not a thousand things one time. And I've seen it over and over again. So spend some time really getting clear on what you're about and who you're connecting with. And I promise, I promise that your business will be wildly successful because you will attract the tribe that want to hang and play with you.
1: That's, that's a wonderful last thought. Thank you so much, <laughs> Braith. This has been Braith Bamkin and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. <laughs>